question for you, Maggie. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. You already did that. Shut up. <laughs> Go. Just ask your stupid question. <laughs> I can't. I'm laughing. <laughs> just do it. You've already. You've already started. Are you ready, kids? Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'm ready. (laughs) What did we watch today? Today we watch Graveyard Shift and Curse of the Hex. Uh, yeah. (laughs) Sean, speaking as someone who works Graveyard Shifts all the time, how did you find this episode? Very relatable. (laughs) Yeah. Very, very relatable. You've also uh, had um, specters of the night come into your establishment and you thought you were going to die? Oh, yeah. I'll, like, be turned away for just a moment, like, grabbing cookies out of the oven or something. And I'll just turn back around and there'll be people just dead eyes staring at me. <laughs> That's just fun. nothing. I'll have been turned around for, like... 30, 30, 45 seconds, not a word. They're just staring at me. It's like, please, I, I'll, I'll, I would have turned around if you had said something. <laughs> they were just observing you in your natural habitat. <laughs> my natural habitat of my workplace. Yeah. I've never worked a graveyard shift because I work at a restaurant and people ain't be eating pasta at three in the morning. But I have had weird customers come up to me and, like, just grab me by the shoulders and speak to me in a low voice, like, several times. I've never been touched. Oh, I've been touched. I've once had a woman uh, get up and grab my shoulder and whisper to me, My son does not want to drink out of a child's cup. Please bring him an adult cup. (laughs) And I've also had a woman, like, slip like walk up to me and my hands were full so she just slipped her credit card into my apron and said don't let the other woman pay i'm paying that's just so creepy (laughs) i know i mean the worst i usually get other than the people that just you know come and watch me are the people that well you get the drunk people and of course the people that come in at like three in the morning usually after this commercial that plays on the radio that plays three or four times in quick succession Mm. so just when you think time's starting to come undone they'll ask you just blank faced where they are (laughs) where am i (laughs) well they've been driving for so long they have no idea they're just following their GPS. Are these the drunk people? I assume they're the drivers. Good. Jesus. So you have to be the one to tell them, I'm sorry, you're in the middle of absolutely nowhere. There isn't civilization for miles. The next nearest town's like still an hour and a half, and mm-hmm. most of it's probably closed up. Yeah. Oh, God. So this episode, we begin... Um, with Squidward exclaiming, he has a life, and he is leaving the Krusty Krab uh, to go play his clarinet. He actually says he has a date with a little lady, and her name is Clarinet, which is not very creative. He just named his clarinet Clarinet. I named my cello Charlie. I was my cello never had a name. Wow. Do you even love your cello? Well, I don't have it anymore, oh, so. I guess not. Guess not. <laughs> I guess not. And he's try- Squidward triumphantly tells someone that they are closed, so the cust- the customer cannot enter. And he says, "Well, I guess you don't want my money." And this obviously prompts Mister Krabs to be like, "Oh, money, you say?" And he immediately converts the Krusty Krab into a twenty four hour restaurant, uh, just like we saw him suddenly invent his pizza delivery service. And the hotel in that one episode. And the hotel. He's a very lucrative businessman. He 
sees opportunities and he takes them at the expense of all of his employees. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He just hurts people for the, the chance at money. We've already established that Mr. Krabs is the worst character in all of SpongeBob's can- SpongeBob canon. Uh, worse than Squidward, worse than King Neptune. He is just terrible. Um... <laughs> Which, I feel like he was breaking some labor laws, oh, too. Oh, for sure. Like, these people never get breaks. Yeah. And you... you're going to expect them to just work 24-7? You legally need to provide a break if you're working for, like, eight-plus hours. Uh, well, there I know companies that still don't follow those laws, but... Yeah, <laughs> but you, they should. They so, should. Yeah. I mean, we've already established that Bikini Bottom is not normal, like, normal laws after... It's just, it's hell down there, man. Just much like the real ocean. Nobody knows what's going on down there. Everybody's afraid of it. But it's just like, it's wild. It was just wild to me that he was just like, oh yeah, you're gonna stay here forever. Yeah, yeah. And then Spongebob was super excited because he loves to work, I guess. Spongebob has pets. He does have a pet, but Gary Gary can take care of himself, man. That's true. Gary's self-sustainable. But yeah, so it's very intriguing to me that we're supposed to see Squidward as this no-fun guy, even though Spongebob's the one who is all happy to be, like, a slave to capitalism. <laughs> so yeah, uh, we proceed... And uh, my favorite, one of my favorite parts of the episode, Squidward hands a customer a baseball bat and says, please hit me as hard as you can. Don't hold back. I have had those nights. I know. Oh, I felt that one. Oh, boy. So bad. And so Squidward pops SpongeBob's bubble by telling him, oh, just take out the trash. And SpongeBob is all happy that it's nighttime. And he's like, taking out the trash. At night. <laughs> um, <laughs> Until he reaches the front door. Yeah, it was the most relatable shit. Because <laughs> I used to be really scared of the dark, too. And whenever I was forced to go into the dark for some task, I would just run. I would sprint, man. Oh, same. I assumed there I was There were just demons gonna... behind me at all times. <laughs> Did you ever, like, when you, like had to go down into the basement of your home, and it was, like, dark. Did you ever feel like if you turned around, there was going to just be, like, something behind you that was going to come after you? Yes. I would turn around and feel like I was in a horror movie, how the main character turns around and sees the monster is right up in her face. Oh, I never actually turned around. Oh, I, I would, would not tempt around. fate. Yeah, yeah. And then I'd be like, oh... Thank goodness, and turn back around to the front, and it was in front of me the whole time! <laughs> ah. Ah. But yeah, I did that literally every day, because my room was in my uh, childhood basement. That's where I lived. And my basement mm. was sort of like, you would reach the bottom of the stairs, and then you would have a very, like, sort of long, narrow... Not narrow, like a long hallway... And my room was at the very end of the hallway, and it was like an unfinished basement, so it was like cold concrete, very dark, no light sources really anywhere. And so I would just sprint to my room and slam the door behind me, and that was just my ritual for going to bed every night. Perfect. I know. Great way to end the day. (laughs) A good way to build your your character. (laughs) But Bill's character... Okay. Sprint for life at end of day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it makes you appreciate being alive. Probably. <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, SpongeBob does exactly this. He screams and runs to the dumpster, uh, just like throws the garbage into the dumpster, <laughs> like like he's throwing away, like, I don't know, a sack of snakes that he wants to get rid of, and then he runs back, and then he's like, piece of cake (laughs) which is also very me very relatable Uh and then squidward he realizes okay okay spongebob scared of the dark okay i can exploit this (laughs) and so he starts um telling him the story of the hash slinging slasher 
And he's like, you're very brave for going out there because of, you know. And he tells him about this fry cook who uh, accidentally chopped off his arm Mm -hmm. while cutting patties, which sent me down a whole trail of questions about how Krabby Patties are made. But, I think he just said he cut off his hand, not the whole arm. Well, but while he was chopping patties is what I focused on. True. I assume it's like a large... Like a log of, of like patties? Like a log of patty. Yeah. I mean, I suppose you can get like a tube of hamburger. So yeah, it makes sense like that, that you could get a log of patties. And then um, this whole time, SpongeBob's just like, like this. And this makes like... An archway out of his arms. Oh yeah, he pulls his arms off. He's like not comprehending why is it such a big deal if he lost his hand? Doesn't it just grow back? Which is the first real time that sponge physiology is really acknowledged. Played up on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess that's how sponges work. I don't know enough about my marine biology to dispute that. So, I don't know. And- yeah, I'm pretty sure that if, like, you cut them in half, they, like, as long as they're alive, they grow into two separate sponges. Then did you see, did he just give birth to a bunch of sponges? Yeah, except for he was eating. That's true. He was eating his offspring. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're not going to focus on that one. Okay. I, I can't go down that road today. <laughs> okay. Not Not today. Um but he talks about how after he had his hand cut off, he was hit by a bus. And then at his funeral, he was fired. Which is just a wild, wild run of events. Right. <laughs> like, the last thing I'm going to do for my employee who's dead now is I'm going to fire him. <laughs> I mean, I totally can't imagine Mr. Krabs just, you know, sauntering up to the coffin, looking down with, like, just, like disinterest in his eyes and saying you're fired that's true (laughs) like an anime girl protagonist looking down on the nerd boys i can just see mr krabs saying you're fired just in case like you actually do have to pay the dead like you don't but like there's a small chance and he just won't take it Mm -hmm. like if maybe she had maybe they had like a spouse that like he'd have to pay benefits too by saying you're fired somehow he's off the hook mm-hmm. like he absolutely safe, wants nothing to do with this he will not be paying a dime to this person again so after this story of the hash singing slasher oh wait what are the three things the three things is the phone will ring and no one will answer the um, lights will flicker on and off and then the ghost bus will appear yeah. Yeah, the ghost bus will deliver him. The ghost bus that hit him will deliver him. And he will scrape his rusty spatula hand down the door. Yeah, it's not really clear what he will do once he arrives. Uh, I think they made it pretty clear that he was going to wreck your shop. But how? With his rusty spatula hand, he was going to give you tetanus true he says that he gets people which is with tetanus with tetanus you're right okay (laughs) or decapitation tetanus or decapitation whichever i mean tetanus can be deadly okay so we get this whole story um then uh, Spongebob starts screaming after Squidward taps him on the shoulder like he's the hash-slinging slasher. And it's kind of annoying, right? Like Spongebob just repeatedly screams the same scream. See, I felt this relatable, time. though, because I'm very jumpy and my coworkers <laughs> know this. It's true. And so it's their favorite game. Oh, I'm sorry. To make me jump out of my fucking skin. The door at the back has like a doorbell Mm -hmm. that's just like a really loud buzzer. And 
that'll catch me off the guard or someone sneaking up behind me and yelling my name or just anything like that. So just like, like just being scared and like, you know, just shouting just a little bit. I felt that. (laughs) There's this um, boiler room behind where I work and I was walking at night past that boiler room outside and um one of my managers was just taking a smoke in there and i guess he saw me and he just screamed really suddenly and i almost shit my pants <laughs> uh yeah i would too and i've talked to my other coworkers and apparently he does this like as a habit <laughs> why why <laughs> he hates it <laughs> obviously yeah okay so clearly this is a universal experience (laughs) um being scared by mean people at work (laughs) okay so then squidward tells spongebob stop screaming it was a joke and then spongebob stops laughing i mean starts laughing (laughs) shut up shut up (laughs) it was a joke like really squidward you did this to yourself yeah, really. And to all of us. <laughs> you cursed us with this audio. I know. Okay, so then we flash forward to much, much later. All of the customers are super gone, and it's just uh, SpongeBob and Squidward hanging out. And, okay, Squidward remarks, This is so stupid. Who eats a hamburger? burger at 3 a.m.? And then we cut to Patrick, uh, the very iconic... I think it became a meme at one point for a brief period. Uh, his alarm goes off and he jolts awake and he's like, oh boy, 3 a.m. And he eats a hamburger that was just, he was sleeping next to, I guess. Had underneath his pillow. Yeah, it was his 3 a.m. burger. You know, like you have. Yeah, like you have. It wasn't even like under his pillow. It was like he was sleeping next to it like a lover. Okay, so everything seems to be going normally, right? And then, um... The lights start flickering. Yeah, the lights start to flicker on and off. And then... Well, this is after Squidward is sitting there reading his book, you know, like you do, trying to burn some time. And then uh, he just hears this, like, you know, like, squelching noise. It's very creepy. Different squelching noises. And eventually he looks up and you see Spongebob suspending a bucket full of water on the ceiling with, like, plunger shoes cleaning the ceiling. Which, like, does does the ceiling get that dirty that you need to clean it? But then Spongebob comments, there's no time during the day to clean the ceiling. And that's when the lights start to flicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh... Sponge, no, Squidward assumes that Spongebob is doing this, which was obviously incorrect because Spongebob does not have a malicious bone in his body to pr- play a prank like this. And so Spongebob thinks that Squidward is doing it. Uh, and he's like, how are you flicking the lights off and on without moving? Uh, so that's their first thing. And then, But they can play this off, you know, they play this off. Oh, it's just yeah, faulty, stupid. faulty wiring in this faulty place. Wiring. It's probably going to end up br- burning down at any moment. Right. It's not meant to be used 24-7. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the phone rings, um, and no one answers, and he's like, ah, oh, just like in the story. And then it's like, okay, the lights, the phone, what was the third thing? And he looks at the walls, which are oozing green slime. He's like, the walls will ooze green slime. Wait, no, they always do that. Which was a big laugh. I remember watching that as a kid and being like, holy shit, that's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) (laughs) But also, like, what is that stuff? It's just green slime, man. That's why you gotta clean the ceilings. (laughs) You gotta clean the walls. You gotta clean the walls, not the ceilings. You can clean the... (laughs) You can clean both. I mean, you can clean both, but, like... There's green slime coming out of your walls. Maybe mm-hmm. focus your attentions. Then um, breaks to the door where you can see the fog rolling in and like the outline of a bus. And SpongeBob says, I didn't realize they uh, ran the bus service this late. Which they don't. They do not. And when it pulls away, there is a hunched over person with these 
bright red eyes just staring at them and then he just raises up his raises up their spatula yeah which is interesting because the buses do not run that late and knowing what we know now it doesn't really make sense yeah maybe like they had a hookup like their their uncle was a bus driver maybe i mean there are explanations that are possible but they had that hookup it seems like there's only ever one bus driver yo you remember uh rock bottom with the bus you remember yes (laughs) shit was crazy (laughs) shit was wild (laughs) i'm sorry if i seem distant i'm ordering a pizza (laughs) (laughs) priorities so SpongeBob and Squidward are just freaking out mm-hmm. and like at, well at first SpongeBob is like oh this is so sweet you are <laughs> across the street with with a rusty spatula scaring me just to make sure that I'm entertained I know and uh S- Squidward you says must, there's he two- says no he says you must really like me <laughs> and then Squidward his first priority is setting the record straight Number one, I hate you. you. (laughs) That was good. Uh, And number two, if I'm right here, how am I also over there? Which I'm glad he got his priorities of what, of what is inconsistent with that story. (laughs) Oh yeah, I mean, get get your story straight. Mm -hmm. Get that figured out. And then the the hash slinging slasher opens the door and wanders up. And at this point, they are like gathered in each other's arms mm-hmm. and squidward reveals that after all this time he always kind of sort of liked spongebob and that yeah. spongebob used squidward's clarinet to unplug un- unclog his toilet which how <laughs> yeah how and just everything stops for a second for them to think about that which was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like that did that did get a laugh out of me. Mm-hmm. And um, it is revealed right at the moment where they think they are going to die that it's just some nerdy kid that's just a little anxious about putting in their job application that they want. Right. That, that was who the phone call was. They called, but then they hung up, and they brought their own spatula, which explains everything except for the lights, which is Nosferatu. Yeah. Which I'm really glad that 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 Nosferatu is like a canon character in the yeah. I think I world. heard a story of why he was there. Like they originally had a different ending. Hold on, let me look this up real quick. I'm very curious. Okay, maybe I was wrong. Oh, but apparently he recurs in a later SpongeBob episode called the Night Patty. Hmm. So that's interesting. He's fitting in. He's got multiple. He's got a multiple appearances. Makes him an important character. That's true. He's always an important character in my heart. Okay, I ordered the pizza. I'm just, I'm back in reality. I'm sorry. <laughs> Maggie's checked back in. Pizza is secured. Pizza is secured. I'm getting that pineapple shit. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, what would you rate this one? I give it... Say seven out of ten rusty spatulas. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm gonna go with eight out of ten rusty spatulas. I don't know because it just holds a really special place in my heart, but also it, SpongeBob was kind of the worst character in this, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, he was just kind of annoying. Squidward was great, though. I love Squidward. Oh, yeah, Squidward was very good. Maybe it was just because, like, this felt too real for me and like <laughs> i have to go back to work tomorrow so like oh, true it's bringing you back to like an unpleasant reality that's like bringing bringing them down mm-hmm. i don't know but it's just like i mean it's, it's a very good episode but it's just like i don't know i might agree with you actually seven out of eight i mean seven, <laughs> seven, seven out, out of ten out of yeah, yeah seven out of eight no seven out of ten might be more accurate to what i'm feeling I don't know, Spongebob, like I said, his screaming repeatedly, and then his laughing repeatedly, it just, I was like, shut up, Spongebob. <laughs> yes, please, please be quiet. Please. please. stop. 
I want. I also wanted to say, are they going to hire that kid? Because if they're a twenty-four yeah. hour restaurant now, they they might want to pick up some new staff. Yeah, really. Sorry, Mr. Krabs, but you kind of got to have at least a second shift crew. Right. We're gonna like call the government, even though I guess the bikini bottom government is like crazy, <laughs> so it <laughs> might not matter. We're gonna try at least. Yeah. They might give him Mr. Krabs' wacky punishment, like, I don't know, cutting off his hands like the hash-slinging slasher. You have to run the Krusty Krab by yourself entirely for a day. Seriously. Day. Has he ever worked? He just sort of, like, walks around counting sort of his money. He sits in his office. Yeah, yeah, man. He's just sort of like an ornament. Basically. An obnoxious, capitalistic ornament. Yes. Okay, so, we ready for the next one? Yes. Curse of the Hex. Curse of the Hex. So, this was my first time ever seeing this one. I felt, this is not something that I've experienced because I work in a 24-hour place, but Mm -hmm. having two parents in retail and, like, waiting to pick up a parent and they have to close the store and then watching people go in... Mm-hmm. Like I felt that like the store is closed. Leave. Yeah, no. <laughs> Don't come in. Don't ask for things. The store is closed. <laughs> I know. I'm always self conscious when I'm in a store like 15 minutes until closing. I'm like, oh no! Don't be that bitch. <laughs> Get out. Yeah. yeah, I'm the same way. I'm I'm the exact same way of like. Mm. They 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 really just they want me to leave right now and yeah. I want to leave right now. So so the premise of this one is that right when the crusty crab is about to close, an old lady literally slithers her way in because she's an eel. She like slides through the door that is closed. Hold on, can we get like some visual descriptions of this bitch real quick? <laughs> she's like previously mentioned she's an eel. She is meant to um evoke a very elderly woman. She's got like multiple skin flabs, like skin tags just jutting out of her face and dangling around like some sort of mutated rooster. You know what I'm talking about? I don't. Did that make any sense? No. No. <laughs> okay. No. You know how roosters have their little neck jiggles? Their comb? Or their Yeah, I think it's their, their what? Comb. I don't know what it's called. It's like the little red jiggly thing on their chins. It's either called a comb or a waddle. I like waddle. That sounds more sonically accurate. So she has like 500 waddles protruding. Good. It's a better word than the other one you said. She has like 500 waddles just... Oh, waddle spelled like W-A-T-T-L-E. Well, the point is that she's disgusting. Squidward has to try to prevent her from entering and she responds by vomiting at his feet which was interesting so she vomits everywhere and then she has like weird looking piranha teeth that she like snaps a at him. sharks like a shark's mouth just like rows and rows and rows of teeth and he tries to close the door on her but she slithers her way in and it's kind of weird because immediately after this horrific entrance i start feeling bad for her because she just wants a burger you know? Yeah. And she just vomited, so she's probably sick. She's elderly. She doesn't have enough money in her pocket to afford a Krabby Patty. And then they're just really mean to her. Like They're being all sorts of just rude. SpongeBob is showing respect and just being like, they're being rude and this has got to stop. Mm-hmm. And They call her a creepy old hagfish. And Squidward yells, close means close, Grandma. Which was, I don't know, not really jokes as much as they're just being mean to her. So Spongebob does whisper something in her ear that makes her leave. And Mr. Krabs is like, another non-joke. He's like, what did you say to her that made her leave? I might need to know in case she comes back. Which is just mean again. And Spongebob sort of awkwardly laughs and goes, ha, good one. So he meets her. Uh, behind yeah. the Krusty Krab, and she's like, here I am at the place where you said to meet. And he's like, actually, I asked you to meet me two paces to the left. 
And she just really slowly moves two paces to the left. And then he's like, oh, there you are. Which, uh, I don't know. It was just a really drawn out, not very, not very good joke. (laughs) You know, the more I think about it, I'm starting to wonder if this episode isn't playing off of like, Romani Jewish stereotypes? Oh, it definitely is, yeah. Uh-oh. It definitely, definitely is. Like, for sure. Or maybe I'm just slow in connecting those dots. No, that's definitely what it was. She's, like, meant to be, like, a witch of some kind. Uh, so she's, like, got a bunch of jangly jewelry and shawls on her. Just sort of reminiscent of, like your stereotypical fortune teller that you might go to. And she's got like a little hut where she does mystical things, I guess. Um, Yeah. And do we talk about that why they went to go find her is because she placed a curse upon the Krusty Krab. Yeah, so uh, SpongeBob meets her behind the Krusty Krab to give her some free burgers. And she's like, thank you, young man. How could I ever repay you? Or this is the nicest thing anyone's ever done for me. And then Mr. Krabs shows up. Oh, we should also preface this by saying, as SpongeBob leaves the Krusty Krab that day, he has a bubble butt because he's got two Krabby Patties in his butt pockets. And Mr. Krabs notices. And when he catches them uh, doing the transaction, he's like, what does he say? He's like, you're going to have to get up a little bit earlier to get past me with that bubble butt uh with buns like these oh yeah i think is what he said with buns like those that makes more sense because hamburger buns and then uh squidward said or at least before he takes off his sleep mask yeah which was also played as a joke it wasn't funny <laughs> but what was funny was to me was when mr crab says we don't want to encourage Ugh, charity <laughs> The delivery on that was good. Yeah, that was he did pretty that good. Well, and then Squidward casually quits, saying that there's a no hex clause in his contract. And when Mr. Krabs points out he doesn't have a contract, which is probably illegal, uh, Squidward says there's a no contract clause in it too, which doesn't make sense. As a, either as a, it doesn't make sense as a joke or as just a general statement or anything. It's there's nothing it's nothing it's a non-statement it's a non it's it's just a nothing yeah it's a nothing but it's a nothing fill up they're just gonna roll with it yeah somebody wrote that joke and everyone in the writer's room was like that's really bad but then no one ever came up with anything better so they just went with it okay so then the reason the place is cursed is because they just completely stopped getting customers they're like, oh, it must be the curse of the hex, which is also a sentence that doesn't make sense. But also what finally does Mr. Krabs in is that there's like a oh, a plate falls, which scares Squidward into throwing his tea onto the back. Onto the stove, I assume. Onto the stove, which catches fire, which catches this domino trail of money that's just swirled around the Krusty Krab on fire mm-hmm. all the way into the safe which go to a bank mr krabs Seriously? go to a bank and like put your money there stop keeping it inside your building you keep it inside the safe until it's time to take the deposit to the bank and then you put it in the bank mm. and then like there's like a, a fire that stays focused only to his money and just there's a whole little sequence of spongebob catching a dollar and like ripping pieces of the burning part off and like burning his hands a little bit and gets out a microscope and starts microscopically dissecting it until it's just dust yeah that was a colossal waste of time there's also a good way to burn five minutes in the episode yeah basically time that could have been spent fleshing out what happens next which um Mr. Crab says, okay, we're going to beg her to lift the curse. So they go to her weird hut and they beg her. And then she says this. She says, I like a man who begs. Yeah. 
Yeah, I I also was just like, okay. It was a little bit kinky. You feel me? Yeah. yeah. I was like, all right. Yep. Uh, and then she's like, I'm going to send you guys on a quest. And then I will lift the curse. And the quest is stupid. The quest is to go get a golden doubloon from the throat of the golden eel. Yeah. Which is weird, because, like, isn't she an eel? Is she related to this eel? She's a hagfish. She's a hagfish? But she's, like, an eel, right? Like, you look at her, and she's got, like... Is a hagfish a real thing? I don't think so. Hey, Google. A hagfish is a real thing. What? They are eel-shaped, slime-producing marine fish. Okay. Okay, that's They're even uglier. They're the only uglier. known living animals that have a skull, but no vertebral, vertebral column. Although hagfish do have rudimentary vertebrae. Alright, these little dudes are gross to look at. Cool. There's also just a picture of a melted Prius. They really do have mouths like that. They really do have mouths like that. That is horrifying. Cool. I didn't see a picture of its mouth. Oh, God. Well, all the more reason why I'm afraid to go any deeper than, like, my waist into the ocean. Dude, you will not catch me in the ocean. I'll go as far as I can see, and then I'm I'm out. Nope. Maybe a lake. Maybe. You, you wouldn't even go into the, like, the shadow of a lake. I just don't like them. I have no idea what's in there, man. Water. Fish. Sand. Piss. Garbage. Pollution. Glass. Bikini bottom. A hagfish. A hagfish. A hagfish. So yeah, they go to get this eel. And they immediately find the eel's lair. Spongebob's like, she gave me its business card. Which apparently... What is its business? Being an eel... I don't know. What business does a giant eel have, do you think? I'm sort of assuming it's like a dragon where it hoards stuff, but it's only hoarding one gold doubloon. It's like a safety deposit eel. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) You don't know for sure that that's all it had. That's true. Maybe he runs a reputable business. Where else would he have business cards? I mean, business cards can be expensive. Why would you put the money in for them with, I mean, if you don't have a business to, like, pay it? You feel? Yeah, yeah. So he's got, what, he's in the, maybe he does real estate with caves? Uh, Maybe. (laughs) I don't know. So they get into the cave, and they're walking down, and Mr. Crab says, SpongeBob, do you think that we're walking in the eels. SpongeBob says, leftover pudding? Yes, I thought so. Right. Because he was gonna say shit, but this is a kid's show. Can't say shit. <laughs> but we all know he was thinking it. I did not. What I did... was sort of thinking, like, stomach acid or something. Oh. But they see that the eel is sleeping, and Spongebob says, Nap time always comes after pudding. I guess, if that's your schedule for the day. I'm gonna eat some pudding, and then I'm gonna take a nap. I mean, I get it, though. Like, I get it. That is a life of luxury right there. (laughs) (laughs) So they just punch it a couple times and win immediately, with no setbacks, and then they go back. (laughs) Yeah, they punch it in, like... He, like, barely taps it in the tail, and it spits out the coin. This whole sequence must have lasted, like, 30 seconds. It if was that. not very high stakes or anything. It was not very satisfactory for someone who plays D&D a lot. <laughs> and then you one-hit the monster. Congratulations. Then you one-hit the eel creature. It spits out the gold. And you go and you save the princess. The hag. I was going sort of for a Mario thing, but that (laughs) works too. Just like in Mario, you 
punch an eel, get the gold coin, save the princess. That's actually pretty close. There are giant eels. Oh, last eels time I played Mario. a Mario game, I was like nine years old. Other Bro, than, like, you gotta Kart. play Mario. There are giant eels, and they're scary. I take that back. I I think I played it for like a minute and a half when I was still working as a math proctor <laughs> or an exam proctor that one summer when I was living at your house. I'm not gonna jump. I was off gonna topic. say which one did you play? Um. Mm. Oh. They were 8-bit. They were 8-bit? Oh, wow. You jumped down tubes. It was flat. You got three lives. You were um, playing that original shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He, like, got it to play through his computer somehow. He's a he's a. You had an emulator? Sure. I didn't know how it worked. I just accepted it and was <laughs> no really bad knows, at it. No one knows how technology works, really. Technology frightens me. Me too. I'm scared being this close to a to my computer. I don't like it. Yeah, I'm afraid it's gonna it's rise watch, up and kill it's, me. It's watching me. So they complete this. <laughs> they complete this quest. They return to the hagfish with the coin. She puts it in a laundromat thing, which is in her house. So that doesn't really make sense. Yeah. Yeah, that made me angry. Why would you have a coin-operated washing machine, but it's in your own house? Why wouldn't you just buy the washing machine? It's a rental. It's a rental washing machine, <laughs> okay? It's a rental house. It's a, so, like... I Okay, but even in a rental house, if it's in your living space, you would think you don't have to pay for it, because who's coming into your living space to collect those coins? Your landlord. He's entering your house every week to just dig the quarters out of your washing machine well i assume it's a little more spaced out because he knows they they know you're not going to be getting going through that much laundry i guess i don't know i don't like it i don't like landlords coming into my place of living (laughs) they should never come in (laughs) they're they're banned they're banned (laughs) Yeah, that that whole thing just frustrated me. Mm-hmm. And then she's she said that she would remove the curse. It goes back to the outside of the Krusty Krab, and they remove the closed sign yeah. that she had stuck out there. Yep. Which how did they not notice that? They had to have driven past it. There's only one way in and out of the Krusty Krab. That doesn't mean they looked at it. So I don't know. If somebody stuck a sign out in your front yard would you look at it probably not ma'am i'm not very observant oh i would be curious so yeah it's the happy ending uh oh mr crab says i told you curses weren't real and that hagfish is like i would never waste one of my curses on you bottom feeders implying she has real magic but she's just not wasting it on them. Yeah, which is sort of reminiscent of um, Night Shift because at the end it's revealed that it wasn't a supernatural thing all along. It was a normal explanation, but then they have Nosferatu show up, <laughs> like, just casual. Yeah, he's just there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's sort of like that because it's like it was a reasonable explanation all along and then they seem to be having a happy ending and then the Krusty Crab... It gets destroyed by the golden eel. Yeah. Which was, yeah. Which the golden eel weirded me out a little bit. It was really weird looking. I did not like the way it looked. It was weird sounding. That too. It just had like a really blank face, I guess. Didn't like that. Yeah. So what would you rate this episode? Oh my god, like three... Three golden oh. doubloons. God, that's ten. way higher than what I would give it. <laughs> I mean, mostly because some of the jokes were okay. Like, Mr. Krabs, we don't want to encourage charity. <laughs> but the rest was just dumb. What about you? I'd give it a half, maybe one. It's <laughs> so low. That's like the lowest you've ever given anything. I wanted to give it zero, but I'm <laughs> like trying to be nice. I hated it. There was no aspect that was sort of entertaining. 
Well, like, there's just too many things drawing it back that, like, frustrated me. Yeah, it was just really bad. Like, just, like, playing on the stereotypes. There was the, like, the the fight scene that they could have, like, played with. There's the, you know, there's so many scenes that, like, they could have fleshed out. Mm -hmm. And they just sort of chose to not. I know, they wasted a lot of valuable time with, like... Like, the money burning up really slowly, and then they're driving in the car for a super long time for no reason, and they just tell a bunch of jokes that aren't good, (laughs) so we don't really get to see this whole fight scene with the eel fleshed out at all. It's like a 30 second, then we punched it, and we won, and then we went back. (laughs) And that's the whole story. Yeah, this felt like a burner episode. Like a this is we're trying to get to the good stuff, but we gotta fill something in. So we, here, take this. What's the good it, stuff? I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know where this I is think placed. They're all in burner the episodes, man. This is I just mean, the writers you, showing you're, up. You're the snob. <laughs> I know. I feel like they just show up to the studio. They snort some crack, and they're like, "Let's get this over with, boys." <laughs> They huff from a whipped cream bottle and they just go at it. <laughs> yeah, man. They're like, what if fish had laundry? <laughs> I mean, they wear clothes, so they have laundry. They do. It's just a frustrating episode. It's just really frustrating when you can see the flaws and you're like, I would fix this. But you can't because it's already in existence. Mm-hmm. It's like, I can see the fixes, and I can do it. Mm-hmm. It's sort of how I felt when I watched the It movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were like, okay, after we watched that, we spent days just randomly, like, we would be standing in an elevator completely silent, then one of us would just shout out, why didn't they do this instead of this in the It movie? <laughs> you we'd know? be sitting there. like studying for an important writing an important paper or something Mm -hmm. and just look up and just start going on about how Mm -hmm. we think that the it movie could have been improved i know i would just suddenly shout why were there so many kids in that movie why were there so many kids in that movie they only fleshed out like two and the rest were just wasting my time much like the jokes in this episode (laughs) no They're not funny. They did nothing to advance plot or character, and they made me mad. Yeah. Like, there wasn't even a joke in that fighting the monster thing. Like, they could have, like, when he couldn't find the coin, oh, it's it's just in Mr. Crab's hand. Like, there's nothing. There's nothing here. There's so many places where you, like, set yourself up, and then it's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, if we have time, we'll expand on this later. But they never came back and expanded on it later, and then they no. just hit the deadline. It's like, well... Here it is. Don't fail me. I will give them this. When the eel destroyed the Krusty Krab, I didn't see it. I didn't expect that. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't expect it either. I didn't expect that. Although, I feel like I've watched this before. So, oh. I feel like I I still didn't expect it, but like I felt like there was something coming. Yeah. So, it was... It was I'll give it that. But other than that, I'm just... I think the issue is that they can never end on a positive note with these later episodes. They've always got to have some something at the character's expense, you know? Yeah. One other thing that I noticed is they really like to rely on that, like, okay. They do. They do that so much as, like, in place of a joke. Like, something weird will happen. Instead of saying something witty about it, they'll just go, okay. Like, like... Yeah, look, we're acknowledging this. Hey, this is here. I've actually probably better go downstairs in case the pizza guy shows up so I can hear the doorbell. Oh, my my family had dinner like 45 minutes ago. Oh. But I'm going to go to bed. You're going to go? Oh, yeah, because you're... Okay. Oh, I don't have work until tomorrow, but like... But like you're tired because of your sleep schedule being completely fucked. I know what some of our friends feel like when they feel like... They're tired at like 7 p.m. Yeah. Because. You're old. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I've happily gone to bed at like 8 to 9 p.m. Every night that I've been off. That's good stuff, man. 
I wake up at like 5.30. Dude, every single night lately, Minnie has been like scratching up my bulletin board. I got a bulletin board and I was starting to put like papers and stuff on it. And then Minnie just ruined any chance of that ever happening again. Join us again when we watch something. If you want, you can follow us oh, shit. on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, we've made it Twitter, like, literally right before recording this. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's at uh, Bob Snobs Pod. That's B-O-B-S-N-O-B-S-P-O-D. And to show you what uh, what my mental status was coming into this episode, Twitter started out the, like, username as Snobs Bob. Oh, yeah. I think it was. And Sean I lost, their lost shit, man. my shit. It was just the funniest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. So that's where we're at mentally, emotionally, physically, <laughs> spiritually. It's still a little funny to me. Snobs Bob. <laughs> it sounds like, you know how you say attorneys general? Yeah. It's like that. Yeah. We are the Snobs Bob. Also, if you aren't too busy, maybe swing by iTunes and leave us a review, a rating. Yeah. Either would be good. That would be fun. As long as it's a good rating. If you have a yeah. bad opinion, then just leave us alone. We don't want to I mean, hear it. Can't have that negativity in my life. At least put like, like put five stars and then you can say whatever you want. But like, put five stars next to it, I guess. <laughs> No, I don't want to see any bad comments. If you have something bad to say, just shove it up your butt. Don't want to hear it. But I would like to see the first person to like I, leave a review. I do not accept constructive criticism. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> Only constructive comment compliments. You can you can sneak in a comp- you can sneak in a criticism. Just hide it under. You know, do a do a sandwich. A compliment sandwich. Com- compliment criticism. Compliment. Okay. I will be skipping the criticisms when I read it, just so you I'll know. I'll read the I'll I'll read the criticisms and then I'll just like pass it on to them later. Alright, well I think my pizza's here, so that's all folks. Alright. This has been Bob Snobs. We don't have a sign off yet. It's coming, I promise.